What up, artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast, and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity. And, you know, maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. Hey, before we get into the episode, I want to send some shout outs to people who showed love to the show for the past week or so. That's something that I think I want to incorporate into the show as a, a regular feature because, hey, you're the ones who are letting me know that this thing is worth doing. So I want to send a shout out to Laureen McDonald Farnham, PD, you know who you are, you know, it's, She's been a supporter of my stuff for a while, and she's always so positive. So thank you, PD, for showing some love. Mosaic for Mental Health, uh, their Instagram account, send it, sent a shout-out, said they love what we're doing here. Omar Gandhi showed some love. Uh, Rebecca Budd, Kay Claire McDonald, and Hyacinth Podcast on Instagram uh, said they really appreciated what we're doing. So... Thank you, everyone who's been listening from day one. Thank you to the new listeners, and I hope you enjoy what I have coming in the future. What's up, y'all? Solo episode this week. I want to talk about a topic that I'm kind of passionate about. It mixes in one of my other passions, which is basketball. Uh, Some of you may or may not know I love the game of basketball as well as being an artist. And sometimes people don't think artists and athletes can uh, <laughs> coexist in the same body. But yeah, it happens. Um, so one of the things that I want to get into is if you're a basketball player, you've likely used or heard the term don't reach be used. What don't reach means is, uh, it's t- anyway, what, how it's typically used is if I'm playing defense and someone's dribbling the ball up the court and I think I can get the ball, a lot of times your instinct is to overreach to get that ball. And, you know, a coach, your teammates, whoever might be like, don't reach, don't reach. And they have valid reasons for that. And the reason in general is that if you reach too far, you throw yourself off balance. And as a result, the player with the ball can get past you. And and once they beat you, it opens up other opportunities for the team to score against you. So the general um, defensive lesson that we teach people is to not reach. So the preferred way to play defense is to, they say, to use your feet. So instead of just reaching with your hands, you're using your feet to stay with the defender. I hope that makes sense. So it, it, it is very logical. However, I'm, I'm a little bit different. I'm a little bit of a rebel and I reach. <laughs> It often makes my teammates mad. Uh, it often got me into certain situations in games, and it makes people who uh, are on the other side of the court frustrated because 
We've been so conditioned in our society, in the basketball community anyway, to think that just the simple act of reaching for the ball is a foul. It's actually not a foul. Depending on the contact that you make when reaching, it is a foul. I know this, trust me, because (laughs) I've been called for this many times in games. And so what ends up happening is, you know, when I reach against people, the thing is, don't reach. You're not supposed to reach. They get mad. My teammates get mad. But in my mind, I know that I've got great hand speed. I know that I've got longer arms than the average person at my height. I know that my hand speed is actually faster than most because of my martial arts background. So even though, yes, I do get called for fouls periodically in refereed games, generally speaking, when I choose to reach, I can get that ball. And I've gotten a lot better over the years of picking and choosing when to reach and when not to reach. And uh, I've been able to steal the ball from people who are much better basketball players and much better dribblers than me. And it always befuddles them because in their mind, I'm not supposed to be able to get the ball from them. So here's where my here's where, where this ties into what we're talking about. I talk to a lot of artists and a lot of them have exceptional arm length and arm speed if I stick with that metaphor. But they're so afraid to fail that they never reach. And it's a shame to me. I want to see more of you out there using your talent. A lot of you pull me aside and tell me that you feel like you could do this, but you, you have very valid reasons for why you don't pursue. And you know what? There's always risk. Yes, every time I reach and that foul gets called against me, my teammates look at me and shake their head and they're like, I told you, man, don't reach. They usually don't say much other than, hey, good job when it goes the other way, though, because uh, it's one of those things where people seem to people have have amnesia when you <laughs> when you um, when you're successful. And a lot of people who are extremely successful that I, I've been studying over the years, um, I realized that reaching looks a lot like failure. There are a lot of small reaches that these people make over the years, a lot of big reaches. Some of them go really well. Some of them go really poorly. Some of them, you know, kind of come and go and nobody really notices. But you know what we still remember? Remember those people. We, yeah, they may have failed along the way, but we remembered that they tried. But, you know, one thing that I've also learned along the way is that, especially someone who's dealt with mental health issues, you start to feel like, okay, I'm going to keep reaching and I have to be okay with failing as I go along. But once I get that goal, everything's going to be okay. Well... (sighs) It doesn't actually work that way either, (laughs) unfortunately. What I've come to learn is uh, it's it's actually the journey that we have to appreciate. It's the, the process of reaching that we have to start to enjoy and not be as tied down to the results. And I know my business people and my 
my more business people, I should say, uh, and my, my project manager people are probably rolling around like throwing the phones across the room because you need outcomes, you need results, you need to quantify. But a lot of times when we, that over analysis of, of what could go wrong, it paralyzes a lot of extremely smart people and talented people to the point that they just don't move. I, I'm t- like, there are a lot of people that I've come across brilliant people, talented people that the world will never find out about because they're too scared to, because they're so smart. They've been able to, to figure out all the ways that their idea has, would fail. So therefore they don't try it. Me on the other hand, and I've been criticized for this is I do that same analysis to a degree and then I have to just throw it out and then put my blinders on. And it's almost like the less you know, the better sometimes. <laughs> and then you just go, f- go for it. And then have it, you have to keep, like I keep in my mind that if certain things go wrong, then I'm going to have to just do my best to figure them out. And that's kind of happened in terms of when I made a, a career shift and pursued a master's degree. Uh, outside of the creative community, which coming full circle has definitely helped me as a creative. Uh, that worked out when I moved from Bermuda to Canada to to pursue a degree in design, having no full understanding of what it actually meant to be a designer. Um, and it's it's just it's translated in the sense of me starting my clothing brand and art pays me and me. F- and be glitterati and feeling restless and not knowing what it is that I wanted to do or or who I wanted to be and deciding that, you know what, this could be embarrassing. I could put this stuff out because, you know, what? that was my big fear. My big fear was if I start putting all this stuff out and standing behind it, what if lots of people see it and say it's trash? And you know what? It's happened. And you know what? I don't care. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you get to a point where I learned that like living my true authentic self is more important than me being concerned about the thoughts of other people. And it's the process of creating, coming up with these ideas. And yes, I'm excited to release them. Yes, I'm excited to see if people connect with them. But I also can't be hung up on if people don't. So, and I, you know what? I have products that I have ideas that I want to work on that I still to this day feel, I don't know if I should put that out or I don't, I'm afraid that this is going to be a waste of time and money and I need to reach more. So I have to continually remind myself that it's this process of, creating, setting aside time. If you listen to my last episode with Bo, he talked about the practice of setting aside creative time and giving yourself projects that keep that muscle growing. Those projects that I've done for myself have led to some of my more successful designs in uh, in our pavement. So when I say continue to reach or I'm telling you all to reach, it doesn't necessarily mean quit your day job. 
and do that big giant thing that's going to put your family at risk. But don't be afraid to make calculated steps forward. Because as I've learned in the basketball court, I'm playing in a league right now. Shout out to NBA and Dennis Wright. Uh, I haven't played with a referee in a long time. So I've been actually testing out my reaching theory. (laughs) And I've been called for reaching fouls a couple of times. But I know now I've gotten better at picking that pocket. Maybe I adjust my movement a little bit. But I'm still reaching. I'm still following that I know what my capabilities are and I have to not worry about what other people think. I'm still uh, I'm still doing that. So on closing, I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was a really just personal one that's been stewing in my mind for a long time. Again, it's one of those things where I said, I don't know if I should do this or if I should put this out. Uh, it, so this is this is a prime example of reaching. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to the Art Pays Me podcast. Thank you to Langy Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at rpaysme.com or at rpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.